0: What's up, party people? This is your boy Frankie with another one of the Undesirables podcasts. Today we have a lot of wonderful information for you. And if you like what you hear, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Let's go. So, what's up, everybody? After speaking to my attorneys, I was advised to not do a video like I promised on episode two, season one of the Undesirables podcast. But they did tell me that I can give you. A, We're going to say a back of the house look and more of a listen for those of you listening on Podbean or on the App Store of how I do my open source analysis. Something that I love to do, which is educate people. And that's what I'm going to try to do in this particular podcast. I'm going to show you how we do and utilize the power of social media. I'm going to pause the suspense really quick. Give me a second. Let's take it down. Let me show you a video. But you are really not smart enough. Face face, by the way. If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Wow. Very easy. Very the, the entitlement. The entitlement. No, believe me. I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. So when you look at that video, you automatically see somebody more than likely have seen on social media before, right? Because this went around viral for about a couple of days. And then a lot of people just kind of slept on it, looked at this. And what I found was that those were the words of somebody that I have seen before. That's the first thing. So I'm looking at my actual experience and my past experience within this particular theater. And I was like, okay, so I have seen him before, but where? Because I didn't remember his actual name. So what I did was I contacted the person that actually posted that video when it got to my feed. And I was like, hey, man, I wonder if you have somebody that has facial recognition. But because I've tried around like 20 of them and none of them will actually give me any attribution. I have access to it. And the person was like, yeah, give me a second. I'm going to actually look around for you and hopefully give you, you know, like some particulars about this particular issue because I see the same thing that you're seeing. So the second thing that I use, the first thing is open source. The second thing that I use is the networks within open source and social media to actually identify things that I know that are wrong, like this particular instance. Because for me, what I saw was somebody, and for those of you, again, that are now looking at the video, that are listening to this, basically, it was a person that had a very demeaning posture talking to a reporter when asked a question, in a way saying that you don't know who I am. Because you're not smart enough. And more than that, you will know soon enough. And those words to me resonated. And I was like, well. Oh. Then the actual reporter came in and said, hey, the entitlement of this guy. And the guy fired right back. He was like, I'm not entitled. I just know exactly who I am. And you're going to find out very soon. And I was like, oh, hold the fuck up. Like, what the hell happened here, right? So I look back, going forward in the story like I was going before. Boom, talk to this person about two days later. This is what came out. And this is the person that actually is being seen. We don't know if this is 100% true. Again, we're just going with the sources that we have. But with the sources that we have, I feel very comfortable. More so with the logo on top of that particular, you know, thing right here. Oh, look at that. International religious freedom. Because he was an actual Islamist religious figure in Azerbaijan. What we can see is that this person, they found in prison for 12 years for AMS, arms, trafficking, and terrorism within his actual country of Azerbaijan to overthrow the Azerbaijani government and get it instituted into the particular notion that he had. So after that, what do I do? I post the actual information. That was from lives of TikTok. They came out. We also have a team of analysts that actually look at things when it's happening. And I'm going to switch back real quick because I don't want the person to be known yet. I will attribute her work 100%, but this is what we get to see when I get messages from the particular analysts that are working with me. I get to see where they got the actual information, which if you're looking at the pages at the bottom of the page, it says female.gov. And I get to make an actual guess and an educated one that and more so an analytical we're gonna say notion of what i'm looking at i need to understand where the information is coming from why is it coming from and what are we working on at the time because i get hundreds of messages like that all day long and i only go with five or six of them because i don't want to go and diminish the ability of the analyst to do their side of the story right? Because everybody's trying to do the same. So how can I piece it together? How can I talk about this? So this is another piece of information that I got and how I'm able to craft an actual story with it or craft my analysis with it. And this is it. So I look at the actual Catholic charities, the Archdiocese of Laredo or the diocese, Diocese of Laredo and how much money they have gotten from FEMA. It is not illegal for FEMA to give a charity money because a government can give a charity or an NGO non-governmental organization money at any given time it doesn't that's not illegal the thing is what they're going to be used for in the back end because they can do in their financials whatever they want and nobody knows where the fucking money came from or went to at the end of it and we have already done videos of that and if you want to read a little bit more go to my site specifically on X you can go Frankie USN 1987, and you can look at my media site within that, and they will tell you, and I've done extensive videos of how much money has passed through the hands of NGOs, how much money is actually possibly going to happen through the hands of NGOs in fiscal year 2023. It was about $451 billion. And yes, you've heard it correctly, $451 billion that are passed through those NGOs' hands. Perfect. So going back to what I keep getting, right? This is just piecing it together. There was a particular site that we saw in one of the videos from one of our partners, and his name is Hernando Arce. And if you don't follow Hernando Arce, you should on X because the man is on point dealing with everything immigration and border-related. Same thing with Joseph Trimmer, which he was actually banned, but he's under the Speech Free Speech Podcast and, or Free Speech Studios, which you can actually look him up on X as well. So for the next piece of information that I found was, that, I, that was given to me, is Paramount EMS Consulting Group, LLC. They're an actual LLC in Texas. But what we didn't get was the fact that this particular NGO is being, or not an NGO, an LLC that is not an NGO, actually has the same address as an NGO. There is not, it is not uncommon for an NGO to rent out its paces to somebody because they can't do that. They're a nonprofit, but isn't morally sound for them to do that. So that is where my job comes in and I have to see their actual financials. So where, how do we do that? You can go into every NGO sites and this is all basically knowledge. All you need is time and knowledge in this game. So my knowledge and my background tells me that I can actually go in to look at what an NGO is doing because that is legal. They're a nonprofit for a reason, and they have to disclose 100% of their actual finances and what their money was used for. So these are my files, and I'm going to show you real quick. These are my files for a particular product that I'm looking at, and you can see on the right-hand side, and I'm looking, I live in Florida, so now I'm looking on the front end of things, right, because I don't do only the back end and the analytical back end of things. I also do the front end of some things. I'm looking into the NGOs in Florida. And this is the information that we were able to find. We were able to find that, and if I can open this real quick and let's zoom in, we can see that the Hispanic Federation is working with the Catholic Charities in Florida. Because why they why would they have an actual man in their place of business if they're not working with somebody else, right? So we saw that we went to the Catholic charities of Florida in 1771 Seminole way. We actually did a quick video. It was not Most just gone. It's it's gone up. Say I yeah, will only throw my son in the back. And basically it, basically what they're doing. i they're doing and it for that's a bit nice. Oh let me Open this one up as well. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. There we go. Now, what a window! Oh no, this one didn't want to open. Sorry, guys. This is more of the actual vans, everything else. Then we shot a video of the backside of the particular building. Yeah, nothing illegal happening. I am in a public road, there's nothing bad with that. I'm just showing you the kind of compound that they have. the amount of people, but the amount of operational value that it takes for them to move. They do. We see everything. We see their whole compound. And then we see the front end for another one of the compound. And this is just me piecing things together. And for a for that matter, my wife was actually working at that time. And This is where they have the actual breakfast teams and people that come in. So if we know that this is an actual system, and we know that America is basically a free game right now for people to come in and do what they must, what is the actual value from somebody getting this? Like, how is it possible that somebody's not saying something about this particular issue? Well, I talked about the illegality of people helping others, you know, crossing the border to come in and actually do in this particular issue. And I wrote an actual letter to Representative Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House. I'm looking for it right now. I apologize that I'm not looking into the camera. Uh, let me see. Let me see. No, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. I'm looking to see, guys. I apologize for wait, man. Okay, so since I cannot find the letter, but you can find it on my ex. This is what I told Representative Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, on that letter. Oh, and What I told him is that why are we not following the actual rules of our country? Why are we not following the U.S. Code of our country? Right. So this is one what I told him. I was like, hey, one, three, eight, U.S. Code. 1327, paragraph 2A and 3B, it is illegal for anybody that is assisting an actual person to make its way legally into this country, to come into the country to benefit financially. And then you can make the argument that it is not illegal for an NGO to assist a person after they got here. I agree with you. But it is immoral. It is immoral for me to see that Doctors Without Borders is actually assisting migrants to go and get into the routes that they have you know, preset for them into maps abroad so they can make it here illegally. But since they're actually not benefiting financially, then it is not illegal. My notion is that if it is, is moral, it should be a law against it, period. I know that that's not how the law works and I get it 100%, but it could be the beginning of change for a lot of the rules and regulations that we have in this country. And that's how I'm able to piece that particular notion Another thing that I'm able to do is find the actual financial information, like I told you before, for NGOs and everybody else. And that is basically how I'm able to piece things together. And you see a very analytically driven and information driven product on X that bores the shit out of everybody, in all honesty. But it is something that needs to be done. And one of the things that I have noticed is that I am not necessarily a very emotional person when it comes to this particular issue because my analytical side just completely takes over. And I think that everybody thinks the same, which guess what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong because we all have an actual emotional side to everything else. And one thing that I need to do is to bridge the logistic or the logical side to the emotional side, which is something that I'm working on. So, How do we do analysis when you see things like this online? The first thing that you need to do, in my sincere opinion, that you need to do is look at the source. Is the actual source a reputable source? And if it's not, then that is something that you need to be looking at as well. Because how many more people are going to actually share this content in their social media or even in news channels when they don't even know where the actual information came from? Number one. Number two expanding your actual network. That is something that you should do because there's a lot of people that might have access to some things that you don't yet. And they might be willing to help you if you are kind enough to them, like attributing their work. Why wouldn't you attribute somebody's work? And that is something that a lot of people don't want to do. Like I told you before, the actual work that I that I showed you was from lives of TikTok. More so, the actual post that got me into Looking into this particular note, and I'm going to go back and right here. It was from Francine's AI Franny. She's the one that actually got in touch with me, and we were able to piece it together. And I believe that she got this from first. Yeah, and you can see their page right here. One St Responders Media. So first media. That's where we got it from. So that's the other thing you need to do because people can mention it differently when you start attributing to work. And it's something that is not done normally through other channels. Some people are actually here to take it, just run with it. That's not what we're here to do. That's not what I do. That's not what I let my people do either. So on that notion, the person that I work closely with, and we do most of the analytical leg together, it is Retired USAF, and it is MSGT USAF 93. If you want to follow somebody that knows a lot of what they're doing, that is somebody that I will follow too, somebody that I work closely with. And I really appreciate their support for sure, 100%. And that's how we're able to do analysis. Now, to put it into context, and I understand that this has been going all over the place, and this is not what I want for my podcast, but it needed to be had. Because it is something that is extremely important for everybody to know and understand that we need to address. And the same way that we are sitting here talking about how to actually analyze a piece of anything, the adversary does the same. So what do they do? What they do is a little bit different than what we're doing. What they do is actually look at the capabilities, look at the actual holes within that fence, and they attack. So our ability to safeguard our country from that particular issue is being taken away from us because we're letting everybody come in like that. Nothing is being had. Nobody's looking at it. It's just happening. People are just coming in. That's why we need a secure border because we don't know what can happen in the future. I'm not saying that something will happen. I'm just saying that everything is in play for something to happen. Think of it. If I am an adversary sitting in, let's say, Qatar, and I'm looking that everything in the U.S. is being open, think about what can happen in our country if we just have open borders. Think about the people that could come in, be completely silent. We can say a very sleeping cell, and they can be planning for something in the long run. We don't know that. I hope that I'm wrong. I really do. I really hope that I'm wrong. But unfortunately, the writing is in the wall. And we can see that the possibility of it happening is just right there. So this has been episode three of Beyond Desirables podcast. I thank you for being here. And if you want to continue the conversation and want to get into something particularly, something that you want me to look at, now that you saw how I do some of my actual work, there are a couple other things I do that I haven't attributed out, but they will come out in due time. If you want me to do some kind of, you know, research or anything like that, or if you're interested in looking into something more deeper at a particular issue, you can look at my ex at Frankie USN 1987. You can look at my ex and you can look at my Rumble and YouTube. Sorry, because yeah. I already said ex. You can look in those three spaces and you will find everything that you need with the actual writing. No, everything else. You know, no everything, completely what I have done in the particular Topic that I am touching. More than likely, you're going to find illegal immigration, NGOs, and actual governmental oversight, meaning that you can find exactly how much the government has spent for this particular illegal immigration crisis. As always, I thank you for your time. Thank you for your patronage. I hope you like it, and I will see you in the next one. Next episode, we're still planning it out, so just stay tuned and it will come out as soon as we have it done. Thank you so much. God bless you, and we'll see you in the next one unfortunately guys we have come to another end of the undesirables podcast with your host frankie if you want to continue the conversation please follow me on social media at frankieusn 1987 next rumble and youtube thank you again for being here and i hope that you're here for the next one let's go